All right, welcome back to the SportsMed Analytics Podcast. I am Deepak Chona. Thank you for joining. Now, today we're talking draft strategy, Hero RB specifically. So if you're thinking about taking a running back early, this is the podcast for you. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Now let's dive in. First, we talk about the biggest injury of the offseason, and that is the Jets' Brees Hall. Now, of course, coming off of the ACL, data is predicting that he has about a 70% chance to play week one. But there's a big time asterisk that comes with that. And that is the fact that it takes about three games for young running backs to ramp up their touches all the way back to normal. During the first six, six or so games back, there is an increase in mild injuries, things like hamstring strains that could sort of cause a hiccup in that early return. But overall, Brees Hall looks like the type of mold of player who's going to do pretty well when he comes back. And specifically, what we project is about 85% of his pre-injury explosiveness starting week one and ramping that up to about 90% by week six. And then by the end of the season, looking like 95 or higher. Now, that's a pretty good player considering he's about a 95th percentile athlete at running back to begin with. So Brees Hall, if you're looking to draft him, very reasonable thing, but just keep in mind that the early return may not be quite as smooth as you want. Then we move on to a more optimistic projection, the Falcons' Bijan Robinson. Now we have him listed as one of the lowest injury risks amongst the top running backs. And that's for the simple reason that there are three criteria that he meets. And those are age less than 25, BMI over 30, and projected role as a pass catcher. And for players who meet all of those three criteria, the data does suggest a lower injury risk for running backs than average. And then we move on to a seasoned veteran right at the top of the draft boards, Christian McCaffrey. Now you know he's gonna get opportunity in San Francisco, but the question is, will he stay healthy? He did it last year for the most part, but he has a pretty substantial injury history, but luckily no real evidence of a weak point or a pattern that that would suggest an anatomic weakness that would concern us for recurrence. Now he's age 27. That's still within the durability prime for running backs, even though we are seeing a lot of these age 27 running backs get faded otherwise. In addition, working in McCaffrey's favor is the fact that he's likely to have a high receptions to carries ratio. And in our data, that looks pretty favorable for injury risk. Overall, we call Christian McCaffrey about average risk for the position. And then we have the giant Saquon Barkley. Now, he's been in the news all offseason related to his contract. He's saying he might hold out. And luckily, our data does not suggest an increased in-season risk for training camp holdouts. And Barkley, still at age 26 and with a role as a pass catcher, is right in his prime. And that role works pretty favorably for his injury risk. So overall, that coupled with a not really concerning history, we think Saquon Barkley is a little below average risk for his position. And then we go to Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. Now, there's lots of reasons we're fading Jonathan Taylor this year. One of them is the fact that mobile QBs, and Anthony Richardson obviously qualifies as that, don't tend to dump off to running backs as much. And Anthony Richardson with his 6'4 large build projects to take some of those goal line opportunities away from Jonathan Taylor. Add in the fact that Taylor was never really involved in the passing game to begin with, and he's a higher risk than the average running back 
as a result. The short-term performance data after his off-season ankle cleanup is relatively favorable, so we're not really looking for any major concerns there. So again, overall, Taylor is slightly above average risk amongst the top running backs, but given where you're going to have to draft him, probably round one, we are not having any shares of Jonathan Taylor this year. And then we have the Browns' Nick Chubb. Now, he projects to have a really strong year this year. Deshaun Watson will probably be improved. That Browns O-line is tremendous. And Nick Chubb, based on the Browns' offseason moves, kind of looks like he's going to get some increased passing game involvement as well. And that, as we know from our discussion about other running backs, does tend to bode well for Nick Chubb's overall injury risk. The concern here, though, comes from his history of having multi-ligament knee surgery and that, unfortunately, for running backs in our data, is tied to shorter careers and faster performance declines when that does hit. There's no real indication that that should happen right now and we should really be concerned. And everything about the Browns offseason does suggest, again, that they're going to be involving Chubb heavily in the offense. So overall, we're pretty confident in Nick Chubb for redraft purposes, but very hesitant on drafting him or trading for him in Dynasty here. And then next we have the Titans' Derrick Henry. Now, our data suggests that he fits the analytics mold of this high durability, high volume running back whose risk is really minimally elevated by having these repetitive, massive workloads, 300 carries or more each year. On the other hand, running backs age 29 up, which is where Derrick Henry finds himself now, do tend to see a mildly increased injury rate. So overall, looking at Derrick Henry, we'd call him at least average risk for the position, probably not more than that, though. Again, no indication that Derrick Henry is about to have his drop-off year this year. And then last but not least, we have the Cowboys' Tony Pollard. Now, Pollard, coming off a pretty bad-looking ankle injury and surgery, actually doesn't project to have any sort of performance hit when he does return, and he projects to be 100% by week one. These usually cause a six-month performance hit, but again, Pollard will be past that by week one, and there's no real elevated re-injury risk associated, so we'd feel pretty confident drafting Pollard, especially in the setting of the Cowboys looking like they're going to be giving him more opportunity and involving him in the passing game. So we'd actually call Pollard, even though he's coming off a of surgery, slightly below average risk for the running back position. And that's all we have for right now. So if you like what you see, don't forget to hit subscribe and then hit us up on social media. In the meantime, we'll catch you soon.